0: Hey everyone, it's Marcos Villegas. And today's guest is former Unified Heavyweight Champion of the World, Andy Ruiz Jr. Ruiz speaks on his return of the ring on May 1st, his first appearance since losing the heavyweight titles to Anthony Joshua in December of 2019. He touches on his dramatic weight loss transformation, how he's improved with Canelo's trainer, Eddie Reynoso, lessons learned from the sudden fame he gained when he became heavyweight champion, and much more. We now present to you... Andy Ruiz Jr. Enjoy. Hey Andy, uh, first off man, it's good to see you. It's it's been a long time since uh, I've seen you man. Yeah. How do you feel in the ring now with uh, the weight loss?
1: It feels good, you know. I have the ability that I never thought that I had, you know. I could bob and weave, I could duck more, you know. I could could slip the punches. uh, The speed I always had, you know, but the ability that they're showing me and they're teaching me um, stuff that i I couldn't do before it feels amazing
0: yeah yeah you you mentioned it you the speed you always had but those other
1: factors like what do you think it it adds even more now to your arsenal it adds a lot you know i feel like sometimes i move like mike tyson you know he he goes in there he especially because he's a shorter fighter you know so i had to get my legs strong for for me to move like that you know and I, I never I never knew that I could box around, I could slip the punches and sparring. I've been sparring people that I was already sparring before and they're like man you're different, you're you're more busy, like it's hard to hit you and it's because of the hard hard work and dedication, you know, it's not it wasn't just me, it was Eddie and, and Canelo showing me so much stuff.
0: Do you want to lose more weight, or you're good at where you're at? You said like at 257, right? I'm at
1: 257, but I'm not where I want to be at, but I'm way better than I was before, but I want to be like at 235 pounds, but 235, 240 pounds, but strong. You know, I want to be lean, and you know, for me to be there, um, I got to stay consistent, I got to stay disciplined, I got to keep working hard, and you know, before I used to train when I had a fight coming, so, um Canelo's been telling me I have to be training even when I don't have a fight. You know I gotta be training like if I have to, like if I have a fight, we gotta train so we don't have to be ready. So I just gotta stay busy and focus on what they've been telling me.
0: Do you want to get to like that picture of you that like, shows you like all yoked out with like? Abs <laughs> and
1: all that? Yeah, I do. But um, it, if I'm like that, doesn't mean I'm gonna be a better fighter or nothing. You yeah. know I just gotta, I gotta just do what. what what makes me feel better, and um, you know, my arsenals are, are gonna be my weapon. You know, but the ability that I have right now, and what I could have from this fight, and on to the next fight, and to the next fight, it's only gonna get better. Is it
0: been the training, or has it been the diet that's been able to, to get you down?
1: You know, it's fifty-fifty, bro. It's fifty-fifty. But um, having the weight loss, I've been feeling so much, so much better. You know, and I have the ability to do more stuff. I can last more rounds. I could throw more punches, I could do so many more things. So, But the food as well, you know, if we're working so hard and then we're eating all kinds of dumb stuff, then we're working for nothing. And um, that's one of the main things that I learned a lot, you know, um, eating the right stuff, putting the right stuff in our temple, and you know, just eating healthy, eating clean.
0: You know, given that um, you're with Eddie, you said you have a, a lot more motivation now. What's that motivation? Is it knowing that what you could have had and you uh, losing it because of what happened or is there other factors?
1: There's a lot of other factors, you know. At this moment, when um, I was the champion of the world, I was really happy and, you know, I got caught up in the lifestyle and, you know, and I regret that to, to this day, you know. I still have that part in me that I regretted and I let so many people down and, and then when I lost it, um, you know, I was depressed. I was mad. I was angry at myself, and I ended up gaining 310 pounds. There's, I remember one day when I was so sad, and I just got tired of the way that I was living. I got tired of the way of, you know, I was like a like a spaghetti boy. You know, I was doing the same thing over and over and over again, and um, abusing stuff, and. Um, I just remember this one day that I got on my knees and I just started praying and I was telling God Please God help me. Help me make a change. I don't want to be the same person that I am right now and um, I want to be better. I want to be a better person and better father better son a better fighter as well and What do you know the next day? I end up feeling like All the addictions that I had it went away everything went away. It was amazing man and I so just everybody to do that but anyways um th- throughout that day um i was thinking so clear and then i was like you know what i'm gonna message canelo and i, didn- I didn't think he was an answer because i thought he was disappointed in me too you know because i was disappointed and i would have been disappointed in myself too if i was somebody else and I, I was like, what the heck, man? So I messaged him and I told him, hey, Canelo, you think you could open the doors for me? Like, I'm tired of the way that I'm living. I'm tired of the way of the stuff that I'm doing. Um, he was like, all right. He messaged me and I was like, whoa, what the heck? So he messaged me back and he told me that he was gonna ask Eddie if he could open the doors for me. And what do you know, the week after, we ended up meeting up and the first thing that Eddie told me was, look, Andy, we know what you got we know that you have potential um but if you're gonna come over here i need you to be disciplined i need you to give me 110 percent i need you to work your ass off and i told him you know what eddie i'll do whatever it is man i'll do whatever it takes and what do you know um i started training hard i started doing the things that he wanted me to do and what do you know we're here now
0: what do you think is like the biggest lesson you learned from from getting to the highest pies and the lowest flows and now rebuilding up, like what what can you take from that experience?
1: That experience is losing all the belts, you know, you losing everything that I've been working for. Um, you know, God gave me everything and um, I didn't use it the way that I was supposed to use it, you know, because I think He gave me that gift, He gave me what I've been wishing for and praying for this whole this whole time and what do you know, I end up doing dumb stuff instead of motivating people instead of um try to uh making believer, instead of making um believe um how can i say instead of making non-believers believers like because nobody thought that this chubby kid was in a way nobody thought that i was gonna become the first Mexican heavyweight champion of the world and what do you know i, I end up doing it but i did not use it the, the right way so I feel that was one of the the main things that I felt bad of in my heart that I did not do.
0: If you would have showed up in this shape for your rematch in Saudi Arabia, what would have happened?
1: I would have still been champion. I would have still been champion, man. And that's what I said. It still haunts me to this day in my heart. And I know exactly what to do and what not to do now because, you know, I went all 12 rounds. I went all 12 rounds. Being overweight, not training, and you know, part of me was, was hurt too, you know, so... But I did I did what I can and, you know, thank God I did not lose like how I made him lose on, on June 1st. When the smoke
0: clears, because you're favored in this fight, do you feel that you will be facing Tyson Fury to be undisputed? Or you will be facing Joshua to get that revenge on him uh, for
1: undisputed? I don't know, that's going to be a, a difficult fight, you know, um, I think... Tyson Fury has what it takes to 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 win, and you know Anthony Joshua, is still a dangerous fighter. You know he still hits hard, he's still um, a great fighter. But um, I would love to for Joshua, I mean for Anthony Joshua. Um, you know the, everybody wants to see a trilogy. You know everybody wants to ju- see a trilogy. I want to fight, he want to fight. So, but who knows? See who it is.
0: Andy, man, uh, it's good catching up with you. Thanks so much. What you mentioned when you said you, you know, you got on the ground and prayed—it's very similar to what Tyson Fury said uh, when he got at his lowest point, and then the next day, you know, he went sober. So I- I'm glad that you've been able to do that. Final message uh, to fans out there that may be watching this and they want to believe you, Andy, but they're like, man, but what happened over there? Like, Andy, I want to believe you, but uh, what would you tell
1: them? Well, just everyone goes down, you know. Anybody could go down and come back up and that's exactly what we're gonna be doing and you know i think god put me here for a reason and to motivate people to to show people that it is possible you know i went down to the lowest now i'm gonna go back back on top and you know i just suggest everybody if they have a dream if they have something they want to accomplish they can do it all you have to do is just talk to the man up above and you know um, pray, you know, pray for all your dreams because my dreams came true and I know I did not use it in the, the right way that he wanted me to use them but you guys can So, but we're working hard, you know we're working hard to get back on top so everybody tune in May 1st, baby
0: And that was Andy Ruiz Jr. He fights Chris Ariola on May 1st in a Fox Sports pay-per-view Now for the last two weeks YouTube personality turned boxer Jake Paul has turned the combat sports world upside down with his one-round knockout of Ben Askren on April 17th, and his recent confrontation with the UFC's Daniel Cormier, the Problem Child is quickly becoming one of the biggest attractions in combat sports. So, what's the reason why we love to hate characters like Paul and others from the past? I touch on this topic in our weekly Fight Up TV live chat. Take a listen. It's still weird to me that this is the second week in a row that that we're having to talk about this. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great fights happening this weekend, but. He's stealing all the headlines. Now, Jake Paul is the bad guy you love to hate, and he's laughing all the way to the bank, all right? Where do we begin? First off, he's smart. He knows what the hell he's doing, okay? He knows that there's a big segment of the combat sports fandom that is not a fan of his, that doesn't like the way he portrays himself. They think he, one way or another, is, is annoying, uh, or they just don't don't rock with him, okay? He knows this, and he knows each and every one of you and us are going to pay to go ahead and. Sorry about that, my phone's on. Are going to to pay to see him in the ring, in the hopes that he gets caught with a three piece of a soda at some point, and someone makes him pay for you know the general annoyance that is being portrayed. To combat sports fans. It is crazy. He's like United, like MMA and boxing fans together uh, against them, which is, you know, usually MMA and boxing fans are, are going at each other, to be honest. And he's laughing all the way to the bank. And he's taking a page out of the Mayweather playbook, okay? Before Mayweather was Money May, which, on a side note, I completely and totally think that the whole money Mayweather gimmick because it was a gimmick, you know, yeah, he is about that, but he exaggerated that trait of himself, you know, similar to what, uh, WWE wrestlers do. And, and that's was Jake's doing, you know, maybe, you know, I, I you know, I, I've never, uh, that's not true. I I've talked to him before, uh, and have interviewed him before, uh, but I don't know him on a personal level. So I don't know how much of, of what we see is an act and how much of it is really him. It's become fairly obvious. It's exaggerated. And he knows this. And he's taken a page out of the WWE and out of Floyd Mayweather. It's exaggerated to evoke a response. Him and his brother have been doing this on YouTube for years with the vlogs that they've been, they've put out. They know how to evoke a response from people. And, and that's what he's doing. He knows that on the YouTube side, people will watch to see that. And now, transitioning over to boxing, we will pay to see him, hopefully, in the hopes of of getting hit. Side note, I I totally feel that Floyd Mayweather stole the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase's gimmick. Million Dollar Man for... Floyd was a wrestling fan, and I've always wanted to ask him this, if if he got inspiration from uh, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, because there's a lot of things that Floyd would do that Ted DiBiase would do years and years ago in the early 90s. Uh, and I always felt it, w- it was too much of a coincidence, me being uh, you know, a hardcore wrestling fan uh, growing up. Uh, with that said, you know, f- the, the, the thing that it was with Floyd fights was when he came out, w- when he transitioned from Pretty, Pretty Boy Floyd to Money Mayweather and he created that persona, it rubbed off a lot of people the wrong way. We're in the midst of uh, the pandemic, not the pandemic, the um, recession at that time, like in 2006, 2007, when the housing crisis happened and, you know, he's he's flaunting all this money and, and people are going on the hard times. And and it just rubbed off people the wrong way during that time. And, and then just, you know, a lot of people not being a fan of his defensive style, you know, to each his own. You know, I, I, I always enjoyed watching Floyd uh, and, and his defensive style because I'm, I'm a boxing nerd. I like the technical things that he would do it in the ring because to me it would be amazing uh, to see him go ahead and pull off those things. But because of that and because of the undefeated record, we wanted to, to see, not we as in me, but boxing fans in general want paid to watch his fights to see him lose or in the hopes of seeing him lose or in the hopes of seeing him take a, a big punch and seeing him hurt. Same damn thing is happening right now with Jake Paul and he's going to keep making bank. What we see from him, he's going to keep making headlines. People are going to keep watching because it sells. The heels sell. In wrestling, the heels sell. And it's fun to be the bad guy. It's a hell of a lot of fun. A lot more fun than being the good guy. That's for sure. You know, you, you compare someone like, let's see, Canelo. Okay, I'll, I'll use this. Maybe it's not a good example, but I'm saying, like, you know, Canelo rarely talks trash. The good guy, you know, he's, he's a baby face, he rarely rarely talks trash or says anything. Everything's very, very safe, very PR controlled. And then you compare it to someone, you know, a, a trash talker, you know, I don't know. Uh, you guys give me an idea, you know, like a mayorga or even to an extent like a poly malinage. You, know, you MMA fans love poly. Oh my god, uh, you know, what's gonna get the headlines? The guy who's talking trash, the heel always does always will be and that's what he's doing man i don't want to say he's playing everybody but it's an act and i would not be surprised his brother already went to wwe had that that spot in wrestlemania would not be surprised if he ends up in the wwe after this boxing stuff because you know obviously you know how long could the uh him fighting mma fighters go it's gonna get to a point where he goes through the list of of people that he wants And if he continues doing this, then he's going to have to face a real legit boxer at some point. And like I mentioned last week, obviously people have a problem with that now that he should be facing a real boxer. Now, the dude has, this is his amateur career right now. He's never had any amateur experience. So what is he supposed to do? If he is indeed serious, okay? They have to match him right. They're not just—they know he's a cash cow. They know he sells a lot. They know he makes a lot of money. He's a businessman. He's not going to be dumb about it. He's not going to go in and jump into a fight with Canelo or someone like that. He's this guy's relatively green to boxing. He's a newbie in terms of the skills uh, in the ring. So he's going to match himself correctly, like an amateur does. You—you you take a look at any of these amateur guys. Look at the guys that are on the records. These guys are terrible that are on the records, but it serves a purpose. And the purpose is, is to give those guys, those prospects that are coming up as many looks as possible. Okay. As many looks as possible to get them ready for when the real opportunity comes, that they're more than ready to step up to the challenge. And the manager, the promoter will know if their kid's the real deal because they've put them in so many live situations that it's sink or swing time. Let's go. Let's see what happens. And eventually, if he wants to take the boxing thing all the way, it'll get to that point. And the truth always reveals itself in the ring. It always does. And and we'll see. It looks, you know, that he's been taking it serious, that that he's been training. The kid has pop. He can hit. And he's shown boxing skills. But let's all remember. It's good to be the bad guy. He's going to keep playing this. He's going to keep creating controversy. Like, uh, Eric, see, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling guy. So, you know, when I see a lot of this behavior, a lot of this stuff, like, immediately, like, I've seen it before in, in pro wrestling, you know? Like Eric Bischoff once said, controversy creates cash. And he's generating a buttload of freaking cash. With that being said, I'm going to be now joined in with uh, my two broskies, Mr. Yair Martinez and Marcus Hayes up in the house. How what we up? doing? What up? What up? How are you <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Okay, it's a Monday happy hour right here with Marcus. No doubt. All right, let's let's go ahead and uh, get to some of the uh, the questions. Already, we're getting a, a, a super chat right here. Roger Castillo, what's up, my bro? Thank you for the super chat. If you guys want to go ahead and support the channel, support this uh, live stream. Go ahead and. Uh, Hit the super chat. We'll read your questions live on air. Give you a shout-out as well. Um, Everybody, please like this. Share, subscribe if uh, you're watching us for the first time as well. Uh, Subscribe to the channel. Let's go, let's go. Roger Castillo. Imagine if Conor McGregor fights Jake Paul. How many pay-per-views would it sell? I say 3 million. Uh, Obviously... Anything with Cogger, uh, Cogger, (laughs) anything with Connor uh, does well. You know, know, there's very few guys that could sell uh, on pay-per-view in combat sports right now. It's only a handful. It's crazy too, because no one in boxing is doing 2 million buys right now. They they have to be matched with the right person and the fight be a highly anticipated fight. Fury versus Joshua has a chance to be a very big fight. Does it do 2 million? I don't know. Maybe in the UK, but I don't know about in the U.S., you know, not even Canelo is doing million buy pay-per-views. Well, one, he's with his own. But he has to be matched with the right person. You know, Jake was matched with the Ben Askren. We didn't know what the hell was going to happen. That was a big allure of the fight. We wanted to see what happened. It was like a train wreck. You know, we, we didn't know. And everybody stops for train wrecks to see uh, what happens. If he keeps winning, keep getting knockouts, I think eventually... And you know, it might be a pride thing with Connor uh, as well, like a lot of us, a lot of boxing fans that refuse to like, you know, I don't want to give this attention, like, oh, my God, like, Marcos, why are you why are you talking about him again for the second week in a row? It's going to come to a point where it's like, you, you know, you you got, to, you got to realize the dollars make sense, and he's going to realize if he keeps winning, if he fights him, it's going to make him a lot of freaking money. And at the end of the day, these guys are prize fighters. They're in it, obviously, to entertain fans. They're in it to sport, uh, to challenge themselves. But the ultimate goal is to make as much money as they freaking can. That would be a huge fight. It'd be a huge fight. No-brainer. Conor McGregor against me and Marcus and Yair is a big fight. You know, it's it's, <laughs> for reals, it's because it's Conor McGregor. But, yeah, I, you know, could, could that be the, the highest selling pay-per-view of all time? I don't know. Would it do huge numbers? 110 percent uh three million pay-per-view wise uh you know with with the landscape now uh, you know it, it's difficult to say but yeah i would say uh that it, it, it would do well and no gilbert i'm not only going to talk about jakey jake paul every week bro next week we're talking about canelo because canelo fights next week in texas against billy yo sanders uh but gents um I don't know, thoughts, thoughts on uh, what I touched on for the last 15 minutes. Man,
2: you know, it, <clears throat> it's um, like I was telling you earlier, it's really unfortunate per se, quote unquote, that we're still talking about him. Yeah, people are like, you're still talking about him. But honestly, that's what's moving. That's what's trending. Like if you I checked on Twitter on Saturday, all was trending. Obviously, it was Masvidal knockout when he got knocked out. But it was also Jake Paul. And like he had a TikTok where he said, what am I going to do today? Am I gonna make people happy, or I'm gonna piss them off? And he said, "I'm gonna piss them off." So then he recorded himself in the video at the UFC, and he was people were like, "Or oh, FJ Paul, uh, Jake Paul, FJ Paul," and that's all that just moves. That's all the topic right now. I mean, there's, no, I mean, yes, there's other topics we can talk about, but obviously Jake Paul is just pulling everything right now. And and like Eddie Hearn said, if you know these managers, these promotions don't hurry up and make the fights that we want slowly. Or quickly, we're going to see more of Jake Paul than you what you expect. So, what we talked about last week, I think it's just a wake up call. And then when he tweeted Dana Dana White about why is your fighters not making as much money? Why did I make more money than the two biggest fights in U- UFC history? Like, why am I doing this? Like, so he's also calling out and he's bringing, I guess, all the UFC together, all the guys <laughs> together. So, I mean, hate or love it, he's doing he's he's doing something good. He's doing something good, and at first. I didn't agree with it because I felt like he was disrespectful to people who have put in the work since six years old, seven years old, 10 years old, going to the Olympics, doing the Junior Olympics, winning the Golden Gloves. These kids who didn't have nothing, you know, to pay for the flights, who had sponsors and all this. And this kid just comes around and does more than what a fighter has done in 20 fights. And he does more in three fights. That is observed. Like, that's just out of this. It's out of the norm. Who would imagine? Even though we hate it, we kind of get We got to get on this train. For now, I mean, I don't know. Marcus?
3: This sort of thing has been happening in a serious arena. Um, If you look at it, bro, look at politics, look at California voting the Terminator in as governor, doggy. Entertainment is what is driving, where our culture, our country's culture is starved for entertainment. Everything has to have some sort of entertainment quality, even a funeral when they show it on TV it has got to have some type of pop or zing, bro. Like that's never going to change. I mean, that's something that's embedded. He's found a little niche here where um, and it's not just him. Let's get it clear. Everybody is focusing on him. I'm telling you, listen, you rappers. All you other athletes and people who have had beefs before that have been public, there is a way for you to make money by fighting. You could donate the money to charity. You could keep in line your pockets. Look, these type of sideshow events. um are, are something that it's it's not boxing. I, I'm sorry to see so many boxing fans getting fired up about it Yes, it's on a boxing program where there are other legitimate boxing bouts This is not this is a sideshow and it's okay. Just leave it be just enjoy it and You know, we'll, we'll see what happens and if it does start to make a big deal. Hey, you got to deal with it
0: Here's hey, uh, a, a, a point that y'all hear. In his interview with evander holyfield i i believe asked him you know what is this and i think uh, evander said this is entertainment right that's what he said and, th- and it is exactly what this is it's entertainment people are always going to pay uh for entertainment regardless in what form it comes because people want to be entertained you know and <laughs> just so happens this is pretty damn entertaining because you get some of these wild freaking freak show type matches you know and you're kind of like huh that's interesting you know look at for you combat sports fans okay Um, Dang it. I got to get to this Roger uh, Roger Castillo's question here, but I'm gonna get to that Uh, I'm gonna bring up pride FC right now, but Roger Castillo Thank you again for the super chat. Do you believe Jake versus Ben did uh, 1.5 million on pay-per-view or is it a lie? Well, Dana White uh, thinks it's a lie. Uh, That's for sure. I 110% believe it it did 1.5 million buys and I'll tell you why and I've been telling promoters this for years our YouTube numbers reflect how well an event's going to do the YouTube yep. numbers reflect how well a pay-per-view is going to sell, you know, for wilder and fury. You know, I told the Fox people, it'll do around half a million to, uh, to 700,000 pay-per-view buys. I, I forget what it was, but I think it was uh, kind of close to the, somewhere around there with Manny versus Thurman. I told him it won't do a million, you know, it's not trending at a million, but maybe, you know, half a million, I think it did around 700, you know, the videos that we're putting out with this was doing crazy freaking traffic the only times i had ever seen better traffic than the stuff that we were putting out was for two other fights mayweather versus pacquiao which is still to this day the the king and mayweather versus conor mcgregor which which is weird we got more traffic for the mayweather versus mcgregor fight but because at that point, I knew what the hell I was doing YouTube-wise, and I didn't know what the heck I was doing YouTube-wise when Mayweather Pacquiao uh, came around. So, yeah, 110% believe that. Uh, Count Drago, what's up, bro? Thank you for the super chat. Marco, I understand us. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Real yeah, quick. Yeah. Real quick.
2: When Marcus said, entertainment, this country's is building entertainment, what did Floyd Mayweather say? On his twenty four seven with Oscar De La Hoya when he bro first Floyd's
0: played. fighting freaking Logan Paul
2: like yeah bro. but what did what did Mayweather say This is exactly what Mayweather said America's built on two things money and controversy and that is where Jake Paul falls into money
0: and controversy. Yeah, like I, like I mentioned bro Eric Bischoff controversy creates cash mm-hmm. it's true you know like I said if you look at it from a wrestling perspective it's it's like clear as day he he's <laughs> He's playing a character. He's playing the villain role, and and historically, the villains have always made the most money, most cash, most controversy, most heat. Uh, you know, he's playing a villain. Count what Drago, what up, bro?
3: What did the Rock's dad say? The late, what did he say? The late Rock's dad said that if you work the gimmick good enough, it'll become real. They worked the gimmick. Look at the rock. He worked the gimmick. He worked the gimmick, worked the gimmick, worked the gimmick. The gimmick now is real. When you see the rock, you see the rock. You don't see, you know what I mean? The dude that's first broke in, in wrestling. You see the rock. I mean, they, he's working the gimmick. It, it shows that it's true. It's pretty awesome. It's all good.
0: Count Drago. That's fighting. I understand his boxing heads don't like it, but it's good for boxing. He brings a lot of young viewers to the sport. And maybe some stay. Um, you know, I'm still torn on this, bro. Um, and and all you guys on the chat right now, let me know if uh, you agree with that. You're dumb, Gilbert. <laughs> I know you're joking around, but you're dumb. Um, you know, I, I still don't know if just his fans are tuning in because it's him. Uh, or if those fans that are tuning in actually go ahead and stay and become boxing fans. I you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify that. I don't know how to find that out, uh, to be honest, you know. Um, time will tell, I, I guess, with the other fights. If we're seeing viewership grow, pay-per-view buys grow, then we know, okay, these YouTube fights are having a positive effect on boxing. But, you know, it, it's hard to tell. We, we still don't uh, go ahead and, and, and know. Um for that and back to the previous thing i was was talking about the the freak show fights pride fc had a ton of freaking freak show fights dude they put in you know what pride would do in japan they would put in their mma fighters against pro wrestlers which i'm surprised they haven't done that the wwe or wwf did that before with their little brawl for all tournament um Mm -hmm. and it's funny because that popped in my mind because i saw the documentary earlier today about the brawl for all tournament that was entertaining as hell i love the brawl for all tournament i thought that was awesome yeah, yeah, you're killing people's characters, but I thought it was the funniest thing. Fedor, Fedor fought some uh, some weird freaking guys. You know, he fought the best in the world too, but he fought some weird freaking guys. Crow Cop fought Alberto Del Rio. You know, Pride had all these weird freaking fights, and, and the Japanese crowd loved them. So there is a market. Uh, it's entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, and it is what it is. Uh, gents, let's now transition into. Uh, <laughs> Fight sports, the real fights, dude. Freaking Jorge Masvidal got sent to the shadow realm. Oh my freaking god! Everybody, did you guys see that knockout? Jesus, Mm -hmm. yeah, man. I was, I, I jumped out of my couch. But then, I think his
2: rhythm. I mean, it's easier said than done, right? We're being outside, but I think his rhythm. He was trying to play with 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 Usman because he noticed that in the previous fight that he could toy with him and get him out of his game plan. It was right before give me, got...
0: give me one second, y'all yeah, here. I'm going to give a, a shout-out to Brett Cooper. Okay? Uh, Brett Cooper, what's up, bro? Uh, good to see you. Good from here are you. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is Brett Cooper is one of the first people I've interviewed for Fight Hub. When I first started Fight Hub out, I would go over to the body shop in, in uh, Lakewood, California, where he was training at the time with Antonio McKee. Um, and, you know, he, he would allow me to go ahead and interview him. Uh, so, you know, very, very early on... Um, Brett uh, was generous with this time uh, as well. So, Brett, man, I, I hope you're doing well. Uh, thank you for hopping in on, on the live chat. Uh, good to, to hear from you, and, and thank you uh, for uh, allowing me to uh, learn and grow uh, so early on because I, I was pretty terrible when I when I first started out. Uh, go ahead, Yair.
2: Yeah so if you notice Usman was just really more boxing using more of his boxing technique so there was a, there was a, there was a combination where Usman was just throwing more of his jab and trying to catch him with a right he caught him one time with a right and I don't know if you noticed uh, Jorge went where oh and like, he got like oh let's go so then I know I don't know if you noticed but Usman was like I'm getting out of his rhythm let me throw the same punch again he threw that jab coming in and boom he caught him because his guard was like right here and he no- normally uh, Jorge keeps his, his guard high when he comes more in, but he was having it right here. And I was telling my friend, dude, he's about to get caught. He's about to get caught. And boom, he got caught. So I was like, man, it hurt because it was, uh all, um, Masvidal was a good guy, man. When we met him in person, remember, uh, Marcos? When we met him in person, he was very generous. You know, he would talk to us. He gave us a time and everything. So he was very generous. And I felt, man, and, you know. He,
0: he's a palace. cool guy. He's a cool guy. I don't know if I – uh I don't he, think – I've. If I agree with his politics, that's for that's sure. That's where I didn't
2: agree with him because I was like, man, he's rubbing <laughs> totally, with-
0: totally different show there on that thing.
2: <laughs> yeah, but then who's from Dallas? Obviously, so I was like, man, I'm stuck. But hey, man, that was a and he didn't even know where he was at. Jorge did not know where he was at. That was a, oh my god! I was like, oh my god! Yeah, that was a
0: bad knockout, dude. That 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 was uh, reminded me of uh, the Wilder uh, knockout against Luis Ortiz when you see all the sweat mm-hmm. go off of his head, man. That was uh, uh that, that was that was bad. You know, the, the only thing that I can think of is is uh, Uzman did a good job of um, kind of, I don't know, decoy, but kind of like he touched the other hand and then bah, came in. It was just a quick, a quick punch, man. It was a fast punch. Um, just like w- actually when Jake, you know, uh, knocked out Ben, yeah, you know, that punch came extremely fast, you know, and people were like, oh, how could he get hit with that? Couldn't he have he just, you know, stepped under, da, 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 da. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, you know, he should have had his hands up a little bit more, but one, that was a really fast punch. Um, you know, it, it, and two, man, it's just the 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 reaction is not there. The the reflexes aren't there in, in, in time as well, you know. It's 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 a whole of a lot different when you're in there and these punches are really flying at you at real speed, you know? Yo, what's up? What's up, bro?
3: Askin, Askren and dog got something in common.
0: They got knocked out.
3: <laughs> uh, they got, they got two things in common. Yeah. They got this disease. Can't call. box for shit. And, <laughs> and they both got separated from their consciousness. Like Masvidal, when you watch the Masvidal fight, go back and watch. The dude is absolutely standing there. Is he doing a, is he doing a quasi uh, Mayweather defense like, everybody, look, I'm telling you, dude, and that's the problem with MMA guys versus boxers. That's the problem with their, quote, stand up. He's standing there trying to, what was he trying to look? Cool? His chin, he's not doing the the, the Philly Shell the correct way. His shoulder was not in front of his chin at all. His chin wasn't tucked. His chin was sitting out there like a ripe orange on the tree, bro. Like.
0: Well, no, no, no. He, when, he, when he got knocked out, he had both hands up. He had both hands up. He, he had both he hands up, sure. but I said his, yeah.
3: his head was dangling like a tangerine, bro. It, it's, it's just sitting there. His, no, and He did not have his hands up. Go back and look.
0: No, he did, hand, he did.
3: No, no, no. His left hand was hella undisciplined the whole night. The whole fight. Yeah, no, no, the whole, no. Through. But,
0: I, but in, in, in that sequence, he had it up. It's just, you know, Usman did good. He, you know, he tapped it. Getting through. I don't know if he like, you know. If it was like a faint hook and then bop, it You're was like, a fa- It was like a perfect punch. You know, it was, it was a. Part, it
3: was a perfect shot on a guy whose defense is leaky anyway. it goes. He was landing straight punches anytime he wanted to. Like, and that's the thing. Like, I look. I, I understand MMA and everybody is saying MMA is on on boxing's ass and this is that. But here's my here's my thing. There still is the reason with. The reason that guys go to MMA is because for one reason or another, you're not able to box. So when you're not able to box, maybe you wrestled, maybe you did something else. Like it's it's coming along, but boxing is still head and shoulders over MMA, bro. It's two different sports. The only yeah, way no, we truly the only way we're sports. gonna truly get a real fight with these guys is we have to come up with some type of hybrid sport that allows both guys to get it in. It,
0: it, well, that's MMA. It's MMA. It's MMA. That's what M- <laughs> it's MMA. That's, that's no, what bro, it was. It's,
3: it's, MMA's got kicking and grappling. Boxers don't kick and yeah. grapple.
0: But that, that's a in, a in a real fight. You kick and grapple. In a real fight, you do all that stuff.
3: Man, but it's not a real fight. It's a sport. You got to come <laughs> well, up with something. They,
0: they had to turn it into a sport because they wouldn't get um, – licensed by the commission they they had to set up rules and points and, and all that i'm seeing kickboxing but you know what I, I don't know why kickboxing never never took off because i enjoy the hell out of you know kickboxing, so did I, man. to be honest so man the, the k1 fights the glory fights um very very great but dude mma and, and boxing is completely different bro you know you wrestle your whole life you go and you transition into mma um, how many fights have you guys been in how
3: many fights have you guys been in? Like, I'm not talking about organized fights. I'm talking about fights, right? So they yeah, start like on the fights. hands.
0: They start on the hands. And okay, as soon as I tap you. I, I've you a real, real times, fights, you have real no fights. choice but
3: to grab.
0: Real, real yeah. fights growing up. Real fights. I've been in about probably like real four, fights. six, six, or seven. Do brawls count? Like, brawls? Because I've been in a lot
2: of brawls too.
0: <laughs> in four of those fights, Fighting. bro. If, Just, let, well, let me tell you. Because I wrestled in four of those fights, I either took the guy down or kept him down. Because I knew there's no way this guy is going to be able to touch me. I'm going to take him down and pick him up or slam him, and that's what I did. And they didn't—they didn't know what the hell to do.
3: Because you didn't have confidence in what <laughs> your not hands. That. No, no, I knew you this- not because you not No. No, you grabbed because a... you didn't want to stand there. Nope,
1: that's what, nah. No, that's what the nope, truth
3: is. Nope, you nah, go bro. to what you're good wrong. at. The first thing wrong. in a fight, you're going to go to what you wrong. can do. Wrong. You Let me tell you why it wrong. You grabbed because you knew he was going to ring your bell nah. otherwise.
0: Nah. Let me tell you why. The quickest way to end the fight. That's why.
3: Was Take to you grab it him down. because he could
0: knock Yeah, knock him down. That's quickest... it out. Dude, when you're when you in a fight, you're not thinking, you. Oh, I want to have this stand-up freaking brawl with someone. When you're in a fight, you want to end it as quick as possible. You're trying to knock the guy. You
1: You want to end it as quick as possible without
0: taking any any damage, bro. And for me, in that situation, the quickest way for me to end that fight is to either body lock the dude, take him down, put my knee on his chest, grab his neck, and just freaking throw elbows like a mofo, or shoot a single, get behind him, and try to choke him out.
3: Uh, You know, man.
0: But that's just from my experience, because. um but <laughs> completely apple and oranges bro you know two different two different sports uh like uh, was mentioned but man um over the weekend too there's some boxing fights uh, i feel like <laughs> really? they were overshadowed by the mma fights fights. because they're great some some great freaking mma fights to be, really. to be honest that's right I'm a thousand and zero. Yeah, you <laughs> know what?
2: My NJMP, when we all came on, yeah. MP said team money bags is on. <laughs> <Team> Moneybags. Moneybags.
0: <laughs> I only saw the, the, the main event. I only saw the Navarrete fight. I, I saw parts of the Berlanga fight, uh, but what'd you guys make of both Berlanga and Navarrete? Because Navarrete, uh, because Berlanga finally, he, makes it out of the first round he ends up going eight rounds, but I saw him just tossing the dude left and right, left and right. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it was a good, it was a good fight. Both of them were, were very good. Navarrete, Navarrete, what I really admire about him, even though he's awkward, you don't see that style all the time. He's just like a hard puzzle that you need to solve. That's all it is. And and it's frustrating to the fighters because he literally will have you keeping what's going to happen next. You know, boxing is all about chess. You need to know if you throw the jab, what are you going to throw next? What he's going to come under, right? You got to time everything. But Navarrete, you don't know where he's going to come because he's moving all awkward. He comes with this uppercut. It was he was just awkward, but he looked very good. I mean, uh, Pitufo, man, he, man, he he could have you know he went out on his shield, man. He went out on his shield. He did not stop. It was what, in the twelfth, twelfth round, eleventh round TKO, man. But it, it was a very good fight. Navarrete is just one of those hard pulses that you need to solve. And I don't know how long he'll you know
0: he'll last not getting beat because man, he was he looked very good. Berlanga. Hold on. Hold your thought. Gilbert A. says Berlanga would get smacked against any top guy. You guys, chime in. At some moments,
2: Berlanga, when he was getting frustrated, he was getting caught by unnecessary punches. But this probably happens because of the experience he has in games. The experience he hasn't gained. Now, there was moments when the other guy, Nicholson, was Mm -hmm. pushing him back and Berlanga was just going flat-footed backwards. That was what's troubling him. That's something you get to, you know, get more experience as you go down more of your fights. So that's where he was getting caught, Where a lot of fighters would notice. Because, like you said, Marcos, years back, I mean, months back. And even when they teach you, you take one, two, take a step to the side, go to another side. Don't keep going back forward. That's the Mexican style that we all say. So... This was a good test for Berlanga. Could he get better? I mean, it's like Chipo G. His offense is always his best defense, right? That's what Abel Sanchez's training is is all about. You really don't have defense because your offense is your defense. So Berlanga is going to have to tighten up a little bit more because there's some guys in that division that are going to catch him. But he looked good. Both of them looked good. Navarrete just looked marvelous. I love that, the way how he performed. I loved it. Loved it.
3: I I agree, man. I think that uh, Berlanga will start with Berlanga since it was the first fight. I think that Berlanga did look good. Berlanga, you know, it was a good fight. I thought that his opponent was game, uh, though he went down a couple times. Uh, it was definitely a good fight. I thought the, the first knockdown that they scored uh, wasn't actually a knockdown, that, that was more of a just collision between the two fighters. But still, nevertheless, he did end up going the distance. Um, but my thing about Berlanga, as Berlanga goes for broke when he throws shots, listen, guys like Steve, so-called Nelson, the NABF 168 champ, would catch him coming in, and he would be a highlight KO himself. Uh, there definitely is guys at 168 that would touch Berlanga up. I think that Berlanga does look strange and react weird when he when he does get hit. Uh, he kind of his offense kind of slows down a certain percentage. I think the jury is still out on him, but I don't think that he's a world beater right now. I just don't.
0: And as far as Hold on, hold on, you guys think Daniel Cormier is, is scared mm. to fight Jake in the ring? I found that kind of weird that he told him he, he, they got to fight in MMA. I'm like, bro, you're like you, you were two-division champion in, in the UFC. Like, MMA, UFC heavyweight champion, UFC light heavyweight champion. Like, bro, like, come wait, on. Wait. You're a lot that, bigger than is this guy. Gonna, hold
3: on, wait. Are you looking at a lack of confidence in the hands from a UFC fighter again? Why are you <laughs> I don't know why you're shocked. I don't know why you're shocked. I'm telling you, when you go to the gym, when you go to a boxing gym slash MMA gym and there are real boxers in there, the air is very thin up on on that platform on the ring, buddy. And they never come up there. They never come up there unless they come up there in a big ass group of five or six of them. They don't come up there when the main guys are there working out and training. They stay in their area until they're up there with the novice boxers. And then they let the novice boxers throw shots at these guys. But there's a difference between on, okay. But why him. is Cormier why wait, is wait, wait. Calling, calling him
2: an MMA? Because he's a good wrestler. His his ground game is very, very good. That's what he's known he for. You go do what you do good. He for. was not an exciting UFC fighter to see. And we all know that. We, even the pay-per-view numbers were showed. And not a lot of people would be like, oh, uh, Cormier, we want to watch him. No. What really set him up more was that John Jones, all the things that happened prior to the fights, I, I don't think Cormier would beat him in boxing. I, I don't see him very well technique in boxing. But
3: in UFC... Definitely, hell yeah, because his ground him. game is not, but he's not going to UFC. The Look, the boxer or the puncher boxer going to UFC is a fallacy. It's not going to happen. You're lucky to get Clarissa Shields to do it. It's not going to happen otherwise. But look, these UFC top guys, when it comes knuckle to knuckle, hand to hand, don't have it like the like the real boxers do they just don't and it's okay that's why they've got 10 other things that they can do to equalize the fight that's just
0: i it. just found it crazy i just found it crazy just Dude, this he I don't know. It's just... he don't want to, a dude like him
3: don't want to fight Jake Paul. With, yeah, with that's the, not true. Like what the hell? Oh, come How come the on, hell man. do you not want
0: to take that? He's a, he's way bigger than him. Like he's been training Outlages, longer than him. Like come As on, big bro. as
3: Cormier is, as big exactly. as Daniel Cormier is, I'm shocked that Daniel Cormier would act yeah. like that. That's a weenie move. That's a yeah. whole yeah. weenie
2: move. You know bro. what? But you know what? When I he was talking to him, like when he faced him, like. Like Jake Paul said, I thought you were going to slap me. You didn't do anything. So that just – that kind of was like one for Jake, zero for Cormier because Jake – you know, Cormier's like, hey. Nah, he's like, not
0: going to go ahead and slap him. He's about to be on air. He probably would have gotten reprimanded. He has
2: a lot to lose. So I was like, yeah, he's not going to do anything to him. But.
0: but I don't know. Like I said, it's just for him to say like, oh, let's do an MMA. I'm like, come on, bro. You, you scared of Jake? Like, come on. guys. like – like, like, You, you all him. these guys. Like, you fought Stipe and John him. Jones. Like, like come on,
3: bro.
2: He wants to break him. He wants to break his leg like Weidman. <laughs> he could
0: break him in the boxing ring if, well, I don't know. I don't know. Would Jake legit, you guys think Jake legit would beat him? Like his boxing has come that, that much along that hey, he would beat when, Daniel when Cormier? With Cormier not,
3: having, Cormier not dis- displaying uh, uh, confidence in himself and confidence in his skills, absolutely, I think that he they, he knows something that we don't know. I'm telling you, he knows something that we don't know. I can't box. I've tried. I can't box. That's what he's thinking in his mind. That's that voice in back his mind. He can't box. No UFC buyers can box. That's why Anderson Silva is getting ready to be sleep on his face versus Sean <laughs> Jr. Bet on it. <laughs> sleep <laughs> on his face with his ass in the air.
0: Oh, face down.
3: Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to you. Buddy, grease his ass up.
2: No, sleep. I mean. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Cormier would beat him in boxing at all. At all.
0: I don't know. He, it's won't, just,
2: he won't. He won't, bro.
0: Like, come on. UFC, when you would see Cormier. I don't like, know. Maybe maybe because I have this image of of Daniel Cormier, you know? Like like this image of this guy that just slamming fools. And yeah, I understand it. It's it's not a an MMA fight. It's, it's a boxing fight. But even with that, like he's had professional, he's been fighting professionally for like the longest time, and, and Jake's only been trained for like a year and a half. I don't know. It's just i don't know i don't know I, i'm just surprised i'm surprised that this, he would i keep
3: i keep telling ta- i'm telling you bro i'm telling you what's happening look in a regular fight you start up standing when i bing bing when it's a big circle of people and i hit you two times bye bow next thing you do you're gonna start stumbling forward and you're gonna try to grab me to equalize the fight because you You've you've already conceded the battle on the feet. They these guys have conceded the battle on the feet by saying I'm going to MMA. It's okay, and it's okay. Everybody's there's no comparison. Everybody's agreeing.
2: Everybody's agreeing. MMA Cormier will win. Boxing Jake Paul will win. There's there's I'm telling you, everybody's everybody can see it. Why you think Cormier said I'll get you in the boxing? What's the uh, the other UFC fighter? Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Gar Garbrandt. I don't even know how to Corey say his name.
0: Garbrandt. Cody he even Garvey. said,
2: I will step in the ring because I can fight you. You've seen him fight. You've seen him do some boxing techniques. So he has some boxing techniques because he was calling him. Yeah. He said, I'll get in the boxer ring. I will fight you and I'll fight your whole posse. So he was say, calling Jake Paul on that. But Cormier didn't call him out on boxing because he knows he cannot get win on there. He knows it. He knows it. He knows. He knows.
0: Shields versus Jake Paul. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. Barisha Shields. Easy work.
0: Barisha <laughs> oh, Shields. Easy work. Oh, my goodness. She I, don't is know, easy I don't know, bro. I don't know. That's just her a her funny thing did. to entertain, man. <laughs> it could Jake happen. Paul would, would Jake Paul would, no way, no commission would sanction a man versus a woman. No way. Hey, they're doing it already, low-key, Brody. Where?
3: Hi, my name is Marquita.
0: <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, nah, 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 and Nah, nah. I- that only happened like right. once or twice with that one girl. What was that one girl's name? The the, the, the Fallon Fox, I think. The transition. It, it, did, it did. It did. True, true. It did. It did. But I don't know. The, the only other fight that I've seen, like man versus woman, that was a legit fight happened, uh, I believe, in Thailand. And it was Lucia, Lucia Riker against a world champion a Muay Thai fighter. And mm. she was doing really, really well. But then she got knocked the F out. Because she hit the dude with a really clean punch, and you could tell he got freaking mad, and the whole arena went. <gasps> she fell face first, I, I believe, and uh, yeah, that was the end of that. So you know, he, I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's just a crazy. Guy. That's like the same thing when like people were like Ronda Rousey would would kick the crap out of Floyd Mayweather, like, come on, bro, this right. man versus woman. Like, come on, dog. Like, come on.
2: You remember when they asked Floyd Mayweather that? He's like. Who?
0: Who's that?
2: <laughs> he didn't even know who Ronda Rousey was at the moment.
0: Man. Jim Jones, Jim Jones, Marcus is calling you out saying Clarissa got knocked down by soccer mom. Jake with sleeper dog. Hold on, wait, wait, wait.
3: Just go back to the comment and break the comment down. Okay, Speedy Gonzalez, you must be smoking that shit that that dude is smoking in that uh in that little gif you got there. Cause you said Hannah Gabriels is a soccer mom. You need to do 50 up downs and report back to me, dude. What are you talking about, Roski? Hannah Gabriel's is a is a soccer mom. No. No. That's a legit that's a legit fighter who would peel your cat back to the white meat tomorrow. Marcus, look at NJMP's comment.
0: My God. He's a little pervert, dude. You guys are little perverts. (laughs) All you guys. All you guys. Oh man. Uh, the other Same thing that I want to touch on too is mom. I got my <laughs> my little <laughs> my little list of uh the things to uh to touch on. Um, dude, what's going on with this Tyson Fury Joshua thing, man? Like, why why haven't they announced the fight, bro? This is this terrible. This is why we're getting these freaking matchups. To be honest, you know, it's mm-hmm. fights like these they don't happen. You know, it's 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 terrible. Boxing fans, known pervs. Yes, I see it. I see it, <laughs> oh, man. I bet you George <laughs> Foreman would KO Jake Paul. Come on, of course, dog. Of course, yes. Clarissa said she would beat Triple G. Yeah, that that was kind of ridiculous. That, that that's talking nonsense there. Shannon uh, Briggs with Jake Paul. <laughs> that would let's, be go, champ. let's Let go, champ. go, champ. <laughs> let's go, champ. You'll find him anywhere. <laughs> giggity, 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 giggity. Yeah. No. Danny, yes. Yeah. Still no announcement yet. Um. And it's always I, back and forth. It's always yeah. back and forth. Every,
2: every week that passes by, uh, Eddie Hearn or somebody says, we have the date. We have the location. We have the date. We have the location. And uh-huh.
3: they're giving the same update like Mojo Jojo, bro. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, like, we have a fight signed. We have signed a fight. Next time. You know, like, it's, just, it's bull, bro. Like, what we're we getting from them, what we're we getting from top rank on this fight right now, something's wrong. What was that? Something's not right. I was. It was
2: uh,
0: my quagmire.
3: Giggity, giggity, giggity.
2: <laughs> As my text yeah. you text that, me.
0: That's, that's every time Seriously. I see Ebony Bridges. Jesus, <laughs> that girl's You're on no fire, way. man! Oh my god! Oh my god. Giggity. um, <laughs> well, you know, Fury's training. He's in Vegas, so obviously, if he's in Vegas training, it's pretty damn freaking close. You know. Josh was not training. Well, I haven't he's seen any clips. He's of Josh been in training, training
3: camp for a long time now, bro. He's been constantly in camp, in camp, in camp, in camp. Am I right? He's been there.
0: Yeah, but, but he took a little break. Uh, I think um I'm gonna say maybe like a month or two ago, you know, he said all those things. He you know, he posted a story today that uh, he, he has a little bit of a bigger of a belly than before. So you know, maybe he was there was some Drops of truth there, saying that he wasn't training for like you know a period of time because he he did belly wise he did look a little bit bigger than what we saw even uh, after the second uh, Wilder fight. Yeah, <laughs> Top rank keeps us.
2: <laughs> yeah, well Capetillo's gym. I saw that yeah. you and I saw a picture today where his belly being. I was like, ooh. said so that that doesn't look like the picture we saw like about two or three years ago. Mm. I did not look on there, so I was like, yeah. I'm sure he's probably just trying to get back in camp to make sure he keeps <laughs> the Bros, I
0: wow. would love to see this fight. And yeah, I mentioned that. it to a homie, too. I would watch the ish out of this freaking fight. I would pay 50 bucks to watch this fight. Marcus doesn't like it at all. There's Who no way Marcus? that Marcus would
3: sign to fight Pauly. There's no way. There's no yeah, way he would.
0: Yes, he would.
3: Yes, he would. Whoa. No. No. He, he beats Pauly. He beats Pauly. I will fall out my seat on this damn broadcast if you say that again. <laughs> Please don't say that again, dog. Did you say Jake beats uh, Polly? Uh, oh, I was about to say, mate. Oh,
0: come on. I, hey, Jim thinks he knocks out Polly. Uh, would you guys watch Jake versus Polly? I, I think that'd be pretty funny. I think I think that'd be hilarious. I would not be surprised though if he fights Artem. Um, you know. To, in a ploy to slowly yeah,
3: damn near kill Jake's ass, man.
0: <laughs> Polly can't, can't punch though. Polly can't Her? punch though.
3: Polly, Polly has hand problems. Polly will be able to that punch good enough to put Jake through some problems, <laughs> <clears throat> without question. Problem, Polly, would, Polly would put that herky jerky style on Jake, man. he will make Jake look like a damn fool, bro. It wouldn't happen.
0: I don't know, man. Did, His training. Didn't Connor mess him up in sparring? Uh, no, not really. No, bro, I mean, he knocked him down.
3: Jake used to try to fight Conor.
0: That was Connor not a knockdown. I know, I know. I'm just egging, trying yeah. to get a reaction from both you guys. Oh, uh, <laughs> that hey, is. Hey, you, know,
3: you know what I wanted to ask you? I want talk to you guys about because I know I didn't touch on it, bro. But um, damn, doesn't. Emmanuel Navarrete looked a lot like David Benavidez when he fights, bro. Like his punching style, the way that he punches everywhere, he hits you everywhere, dude. Just the the speed and the violence of his fighting style. I would love to see Emmanuel Navarrete and Shakur Stevens lock horns at twenty six or thirty. Great fight. Great fight.
2: What do you think, y'all here? Um, doing the comparison with Benavidez. I could I could see it now when you're talking about all I was really more looking at it was his um uh, his movement. I know I know you I know you're gonna laugh or everybody's gonna pick on me, but I feel like his movement was like a prime young Manny Pacquiao, upcoming the way he would just move different ways. I know it's not identical, but I feel like the, his movement was just something more that I was focused on. His you know his punches. I don't see his punches too like you know connected with like uh, David Benavides. I know David Benavides comes with like eight combination punches. I just think that, uh, I don't know. I just think Navarrete is just overall unique. Like I told you, he's just a puzzle so hard to solve. That's what happened with Pacquiao at the beginning of his career, right? It was so hard to solve, even till today. So, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, Marcus. Mm. I kind of don't agree fully on there, but. Uh, no, no,
0: no. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I, don't
2: fully, I don't fully agree with it. It's just because, I guess, when, okay, when Navarrete is
0: coming in. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, Yo. I don't know how to pronounce her name, uh Caleb. Uh send that prediction. I'll put it up. All right. Go We're back to your bro. Dude, a lot of people think Jake would knock out Polly, bro. You
2: seen these comments? And they don't see and they don't see they don't think that he pulls numbers.
3: It's crazy. <laughs>
0: But that, that was. Would be cr- hey, he lost to Artem in a bare knuckle fight. Yeah, I understand it's bare knuckle, but he said he was gonna light up Artem. Not Hold Artem. I, I know, know Bro, Artem's
3: got history in fights, though, bro. This ain't so. Blue, so though. does
0: Ben Askren. So does Daniel Cormier.
3: God,
0: he's the MMA guy. If the MMA guy beat the boxer in that. You know
3: what? Look, and let's go back real quick because we touched on Masvidal, and I was quiet. If you go back, you can you can see Masvidal get highlight choked out by somebody's legs uh a long time ago like massive doll 14 losses this is 15th loss mma uh it's all names. I mean, it's a lot of names, a lot of names, a lot of names. They can generate stuff with the names, but still, these guys are putting their hearts and minds on the line. Jake Paul, what he said about what he said about Dana White, I agree with, and I wonder. So, if your guys aren't really making money, who the hell is making all that money? If MMA is so popular, are you are you taking the checks that the fighters should be getting? Hmm.
0: Not well. You got to understand. You got to understand their business model, though. You know their their business model, uh, for it to be. And Dana said before that that boxing is not em- um What that I make all the money
3: and you get all the pain. What?
0: Yeah, they they say that uh, it's not economically viable because so much of it goes out to the the fighters. Uh, so you know, obviously the the UFC is owned by Endeavor, I believe. Um, I don't know how the splits are, but yeah, it's it's uh. They say it's more leveled out to where you know it's 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 split more distributed more evenly. Uh, what is true though is that the
3: no the UFC is exploiting fighters, Brody.
0: Well, no, no. Well, here's the That's
3: thing. That's what's happening.
0: But I a, I a, I agree with what Jake said. Obviously, but there is a a huge a huger disparity between the elite in boxing and everyone else where there's only, you know, the top 1% is actually making great money and everybody else uh, for the bacon BMF belt. Let's go. <laughs> and everybody else, like the boxing middle-class is not making anything as compared to MMA where, you know, you, you have you know, your, your, your no, work. I don't want to say workers, but you know, they would be considered journeymen in, in boxing, but in MMA, you know they're making pretty pretty decent money they're making six figures as as compared to someone who had that same record in, in boxing they would make jack ish you know they would make nothing so and the reasoning behind from what I've read and heard is like that's why we 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 cap it in a way where that everybody's able to to get paid better whether I agree with it whether Fans agree with it. Whether the, the top actual earners agree with it, you know, it, it's a different thing. But uh, I do remember reading an article in which they the saying, like, that's the reason why. Uh, boxing is uh, one of the reasons why boxing let's just is stop real quick. trouble. Let's just
3: stop real fast because I think that there seems like there's this weird narrative in the room. We do know that there's more than one MMA, com- MMA, co- MMA company, right? Yeah, that but the UFC is the is biggest company. The so yeah. the, whatever yeah. the UFC's roster is making, now go look at the rest of these dudes, what they're getting. They're getting nada. I bet you they're getting nada.
0: No, no, the, the Bellator fighters are, are making pretty good money. They're, they're making good money. You know, Bellator signed with Viacom, uh, Showtime. They're, they're getting pretty decent uh, purses, I, I believe, uh, in, in comparison now. Um, are their top stars making as much as the UFC's top stars? I I doubt it. I, I doubt it. There's no way. There's no way because you know UFC's the number one company in MMA. They're the top dogs. They're the innovators. They're the first ones in the space. Uh, but, you know, you know it, I, I it, it add, is what it is.
2: I want to add to what both of y'all said uh when dana white about a year and a half ago in 2019 i think he said that he was going to start his own boxing promotion he was going to get into it he kept saying i'm gonna do it in october i'm gonna start in october and he would always in this conversation if you notice boxing always has a huge event like they have to have a huge event every year because they're like they need the money every event is like it has to pay for something out that's what he always stated he wanted to like close that up And, and and if he did his own boxing promotion but that never happened, and I was always curious. What is he going to do? This it going to be different. And then when he touched base on it, when somebody asked him, I think it was a UFC fight, he said, "Man, there's just there's too many loopholes that it just it's so hard to cover boxing and on the, on, on the money side." If I believe what he said, so it's it's different. It's apples and oranges. It's apples and here, oranges. Here's
0: the other thing. Dark Cloud is saying, you know, if you look at the numbers, MMA brings in more money than boxing. Uh, if you look at the top grossing pay per views of all time, they've all been uh, haven't they all been boxing events? There, I yeah. know there's there's Uf, there's UFC Absolutely. fights there there's there's a good amount of UFC fights there, but I think the top five have all been boxing events so um, yeah I, I think that kind of numbs that argument in terms of numbers Now ratings that's a different uh, a different thing yeah you know I, I think MMA ratings in general are higher than uh, the boxing ratings because the MMA the UFC in particular does a way of a heck better job of promoting their product. They promote the UFC brand. They promote MMA. That's the product. You know, boxing is they promote the individual, the fighter, the one guy, instead of not promoting their product, which is boxing. They should be promoting boxing through competitive and intriguing matchups and, and, and promoting the guys that aren't the superstars. You know, a lot of promoters just focus on one guy, and they don't focus on the rest of the roster. And then they, when that guy leaves, you know, they're they're – left in a scramble, and they're left scratching their head. Well, why aren't these guys tuning in? Because you failed to promote your freaking undercard guys. You know, you, you, you're not doing a good job promoting all your other guys. Your other guys, you know, are interesting, too. Like, like, go ahead and range. put some money behind like them, top you
3: know? Ranking Crawford. Me like top-ranking Terrence Crawford. When you well, tell you know, the fighter it, that, you got to promote himself.
0: Well, it, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship, you know, because obviously the fighter has to take the initiative, too, and go ahead and try as well, uh, you know, but... Yeah, you know, you're a promoter. You're supposed to promote your freaking guy. Uh, Why else are you there?
3: You have no other
0: purpose. (laughs) You're supposed to go and promote your dude. Jake versus Nikita, white chocolate, Abiti. Come on, bro. Come on, Danny. Come on, man. Come on. Tough man competitors, (laughs) he better pay as well.
3: What's up? They've been asking for that for a couple of weeks, though. But remember, Ababe is 160, guys.
0: Bro, is that a real question? Like, come on, dude. This Ababe has been boxing his whole freaking life. Like, come on. And it wouldn't,
3: yeah, it wouldn't happen, and your boy ain't crazy yeah. either. Like, look. uh, see, like uh, I mentioned baseball, earlier, they're
0: they're matching him the right way, mm-hmm. and he's smart too. He know he he's knows his way himself way. Himself. the right way. Yeah, exactly. You know he uh, he, you know, you got to see this as this is his amateur career. If he is, in fact. Serious, and and you know it looks like he has been serious about it because some of the stuff he's doing it, it does take skill, uh, it does take repetition and muscle memory uh, to do the sort of things that he's been able to do uh, in there. Um, but so you you know you really got to look at that. You know all this crying, fight a real boxer, fight a real boxer, dude. They weren't telling freaking, you know all these other prospects that ended up being great fighters at like three fights in fight a world champion fight a world champion fight a world champion no it takes time bro it takes time you know they 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 bring him up a certain way and that's what they're going ahead and doing with him as well i'm scared for holyfield getting a license to fight for real hey yair did he tell you this was a a exhibition or a real fight
2: I think he, he still doesn't know exactly what it is because when I read it was it was supposed to be six rounds, right? Exhibition. What I read, it, he said it was eight rounds. Four, hmm. Like you see it on the video, he's like, No, it's eight rounds. I'm like, uh, I thought it was six rounds exhibition. I think they what I've known, but they told me what I read it's exhibition. Okay. But I okay. yeah, it's exhibition because even even talking to I remember I was talking to Teo Fimo's guy that Ryan, he said, Yeah, I was like, you know, the undercard, he said, Yeah, the exhibition. I was like oh, so it's going to be an exhibition. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to be six rounds. rounds. Because everywhere you read it says six rounds exhibition. Holyfield said it was eight rounds. So I'm like, oh. I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) So
0: Yeah, no, that that is a concern, obviously. Um, That's That's the other thing why, you know, I don't really like the legends coming back to fight because everybody has a punch count. You know, and, and these guys have had full careers. And, uh, you know, just uh, I would hate to see uh, something happen. And and are these really exhibitions? They're saying they're exhibitions, but they're still taking punches of the freaking head. You know, they're not wearing headgear. You know, Man, yeah, it's, it's a minute shorter, you know.
2: Yeah, like, yeah everywhere I'm reading an exhibition. Everywhere I'm reading right now, is us talk about exhibition. Evander Holyfield Returns to the Ring in June Exhibition. Uh, Ex champ Evander Holyfield making a boxing return in an exhibition. Evander Holyfield to face Kevin McBride in an exhibition. Evander Holyfield to the ring for an exhibition fight versus Kevin McBride on June fifth. Everywhere's exhibition, so I mean, maybe he's trying to sell it a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. Oh my arm.
3: <laughs> Danny said he might not pass his medical. That's a good point, Danny. He might not. We'll, well see. Phys-
0: physically, he's well, but obviously, it's, it's if you listen to the interviews he's done, like his speech is kind of off. You know. So, yeah, you know, hate to see something Hate to see something happen. Hate to see something happen. And that was a little taste of our Fight Up TV live chat that you could tune in and participate in every Monday at 5.35 p.m. Pacific time on our YouTube channel. With that, thank you so much for listening to Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this episode today, leave us a five-star review. It would help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us online as well. Make sure to follow us on social media,